a lot of the things I see on the social media groups are the CSRs, they don't get stood up for. A client yells at, at us, and then we have to apologize to the client. It's like, no, no, that's not okay. Right. If I'm wrong, if I messed up, I don't have a problem apologizing. Humble pie is my favorite food. Hello, Positive Leaders. Thanks for joining us today. You are listening to the Positive Leadership Podcast with Andrea Crabtree and David List, a podcast for everything a veterinary manager needs to know to get the job done. We've been there and we know how hard it is and are here to help share our knowledge and expertise to elevate you. I'm Andrea Crabtree, co-founder of Positive Leadership Podcast, owner of FurPause Consulting, a certified veterinary practice manager, and HR certified professional. And I'm David Liss, co-founder of the Positive Leadership Podcast. I'm also a certified veterinary practice manager, hold an MBA, and I'm a registered veterinary technician. And this podcast is for you, the veterinary practice manager, supervisor, and leader. We want to elevate you by equipping you with relevant content, material, guidelines, instruction, feedback, and pro tricks and tips. We will deliver real life experience along with our super smart guests that will get you through the obstacles that you're facing today with some bloopers and blunders along the way to remind you that you're not alone. FurPaws Consulting has deep expertise in helping veterinary practices reach their full potential for all types of practices, whether specialty, emergency, or general practice, by working alongside the practice owner and manager. Are you a practice owner or practice manager with a challenge and not enough bandwidth to tackle it? Reach out to me, Andrea Crabtree, owner of FurPaws Consulting, with the question that keeps you up at night. I'm able to provide expertise and insight to navigate those tricky obstacles. Find my info in the show notes. Email me at andrea at furpaws.us or check out my website at www.furpawsconsulting.com. Welcome back, positive leadership listeners. Today, we are so excited to have Caitlin Palmer on. Caitlin, I can't even tell you I've been waiting for this all week. You crack me up. I love you. I'm super excited to get this going. Thanks for coming on today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Caitlin is the desk wench That's me. and a CSR at Animal Health Clinic in Mississippi. She holds uh, Associate in Arts, which we'll get into a little bit. Caitlin, welcome to the show. We're, we're, we're jazzed to have you here. Welcome, Caitlin. Hey, David. Hey, Andrea. How y'all doing? How y'all mom and them? How we're what? <laughs> <laughs> I think how there's a mom- Southern drawl yeah, going on. Yeah, how, yeah, how's yeah. How's your yeah. mom and them? How's your mom and them? My mom and them oh, is good. Is your good. mom and yeah, them? Y'all are fine over there. <laughs> y'all are fine yeah. over here. Y'all, that's right. You are y'all right. good. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Y'all's Yankees. No, no you're not. my bad. <laughs> what, what are you <laughs> This is, the best intro. Over here. this is the best <laughs> intro we've had on this podcast. Very professional, very oh, concise, sure. very respectful. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> well, we're all fine over here. We are Great. enjoying some good sunny weather. Good. It's getting hot over here. We had a few nice cool days, but now it's starting to be hot soup again. So Lovely. And you're headed right in for that um, humidity oh, yeah. factor Ready. in your way, right? Yeah. No, we'll stick with our flip-flops and palm trees. Love you. Come visit. <laughs> that sounds lovely. I'll be right there. Yeah. Caitlin, without having to read your bio, tell me a little bit about who you are and how you've gotten to be where you are today. Well, I am Caitlin Palmer, the desk wench. Um, the desk wench is a title my husband gave me. Um, I was 
you know, you know, in vet med, people bring in pets and like, do you know anybody who wants this, whatever kind of animal? And I sent him a selfie of me holding a pug. And I said, please, can I bring it home? He said, no desk wench, get back to work. And my manager loved it. it. Yeah, love it. (laughs) She loved it. It was so funny. So they started calling me the desk wench. And I've been in vet med for a long time. And I ended up making a few social media posts just kind of for fun, just as a creative outlet. And it's got me here. Fantastic. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a few minutes because you talk about creative. Yeah, you've got some creative outlets for sure. Thank you. (laughs) If you could share with our listeners your favorite either podcast or CE or book classroom events, something that had a lasting effect on you, what would that be? You know, honestly, it was probably my chemistry class because it really taught me about working hard and wanting something and that I can do things that maybe I don't necessarily want to do, but I need to do because I went through a phase where I wanted to be a vet. Chemistry is is part of the pre-vet process here. A lot of chemistry. A lot of chemistry. And it was so hard. I would study for literally four to five hours a day. And my first test, I made a 70. And that was one of the higher scores. So it was right. Right. (laughs) Right. So it was so challenging, but it, I went from, I only do theater and art and music to I can do chemistry. And I had a great professor. So that was part of it. All right. Fantastic. I I love those kinds of exercises, right? Because we figure out, like you said, what we can do. Right. What we want to do. Yeah. I I wanted a good grade, but I didn't want it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm super excited to get connected with you, Caitlin. We haven't met, but. Andrea has just, you know, gushed about you. So right on your, yeah, right on your LinkedIn page, comedic actress turned veterinary professional. You host the Desk Wench Confessions podcast and are on TikTok at Desk Wench. So you have this huge social media following and you're a full-time client service representative, CSR. What drives you to these different platforms, to podcasting, to social media, in addition to your regular job? Well, thank you so much. You know, honestly, I used to, when I had time, I used to do community theater. And there's a marked difference in my mood when I'm performing and working towards something versus when I'm not. But it did get to the point after COVID and everything got so busy, we weren't doing theater. You know, we we couldn't meet, we couldn't gather, we couldn't right. rehearse, yeah. we couldn't perform. Mm-hmm. Nobody could come see it. So I took to these more creative in-home things like TikTok. And that's how I met Jill and Vet Candy and got my podcast. And it's been a lifesaver. Yeah, a little bit of a work-life balance there, huh? Right? A little creative bit, outlet. Little bit. Yeah. Creative outlet we can do from our closets at home. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, that's where right. we do them. Instead too. of on stage. Yeah. Right. Right. And if so I don't like talk- it, I can redo it. So <laughs> they don't have yeah, right. to know that. Yeah. You also talk about client service and client education and your LinkedIn page. And I know from talking with you in the past, that's a, a pretty big passion of yours. So why is this area so special when you talk about having to have creative outlets in the art profession or on stage or as an actress, like, tell me a little bit how you switch from to client service and client education. A lot of that comes from years of improv, honestly, because, you know, when you go to work, you're one person 
And then when you leave your real self, I guess, maybe, does that make sense? Sure. Like you're putting on your, your, I'm a big girl and I'm a professional face, right? And then you go home and you, you know, you make toilet humor. So it's very important to me, the client education, especially because that's, that's our biggest job. It's things I wished I had known as a younger person about pet care and to explain it in such a way where people understand, especially heartworm prevention. Yeah, from where you come. Right. right. Sure. That's huge. I mean, that makes sense. And I mean, all it is is prevention, right? I mean, if exactly. Come on, heartworm year round, you can save lives. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Huge. Yes. My own, my favorite dog, my best friend growing up was my German Shepherd, Brandon. And oh. he, he had heartworms and it eventually, oh, it eventually gosh. killed yeah, him. Right. You oh, know? It was yeah. awful. It was not pretty. So I mm-hmm. really try to kind of push, not push it, but you don't leave my desk without Educate being offered yeah. heartworm right. prevention. Yep. Yep. Know about it. Yep. You know, right. you, exactly. you don't leave without being told. If you tell me, no, I can't do it today. We're going to try to work something out. But if you just, I had one guy <laughs> laugh at me and yeah. he, I said, he says, I don't need that. I don't need that. I said, it just takes one mosquito bite. Yep. That's so, it. Yeah. Oh right there, right? Yeah. Right. know what can happen if they don't do it. So. Unfortunately, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, we have had lots of veterinary practice managers and administrators and lots of consultants, lawyers and accountants, and a couple of pretty rock star veterinary technicians. And we are super excited to have a rock star CSR on the program. So (laughs) through your lens, we want you to climb up on your soapbox. What do practice managers need to hear? What is it that we are not doing, missing? mistreating, you know, get on your soapbox and and let us rip roar, you know, knowing that this podcast is typically heard by managers. And we are all about, you know, taking the filter off and telling it real. So you're talking to a group of managers, what do you think they should hear? And what are we doing wrong? And let's get into it. Right. So the practice I'm at now, I'm, I'm very lucky in that I do have a wonderful management team. But a lot of the things I see on the social media groups are the CSRs, they don't get stood up for. A client yells at at us, and then we have to apologize to the client. It's like, no, no, that's not okay. Right. If I'm wrong, if I messed up, I don't have a problem apologizing. Humble pie is my favorite food. So <laughs> I'm constantly apologizing for stuff. But if I didn't do it, I expect to be believed. You know what I mean? When people take the yeah, client side right. over this yes. PSR. Right, absolutely. Especially for me personally, because I will yeah. tell you, oh, I messed up or, oh, I forgot. So yeah. if I tell you, no, I, I did tell them this, I expect you to believe me just out of a mutual respect type thing. It is part of our job. It, we do work with the, the public. Some people have a bad day, but it's a manager having your back when a client's yelling at you or being escalating, screaming at you on the phone. You know, a manager stepping in and saying, let me talk to them is great, too. Yeah. When yeah, it escalates to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Right. The support's the biggest part. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. You guys are literally the front lines. I mean, all of our veterinary teams are frontline, meaning we're in the hospitals that, especially during COVID, were you know, right. essential workers. But you guys are the front line, right? Uh, you grab yeah. the phone first. Yep. You talk to the client yep. first. And so when a client calls or walks in pissed off, who are they going to take it out on, right? Me. I mean, the manager, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're in our office, kicking our feet up and just 
eating our Cheetos. I'm kidding, obviously. Right, right, right. right. And, and so not just not in a light of fire. Exactly. Right. And so right. understanding that and making sure you guys have that lifeline of like, A, this is super inappropriate, maybe if it's really escalated or just be, hey, I tried to work with this person. I'm, I'm at my limit. I can't do it. And then just the manager's like, boom, got you. Right. You I know? got you. Yeah. And yeah. Yes, absolutely. And adequate staffing too. You know, I worked at a practice before where on Saturdays we would have one receptionist and Saturday is like a half of a Monday with all of the Monday business. So I've got three lines on hold. I've got five people in front of me. Someone's dog just pooped. It's just, it's chaos. And, And I understand that right now staffing is an issue everywhere, especially CSRs. We have one of the higher turnover rates, I read. Yeah, usually CSRs are the highest turnover rate in the practice because they will typically graduate out of the practice, graduate college because they're going to nursing school sure. or onto a bigger, better job. And where usually the kennel is the highest success rate where they promote up. So kennel I will started promote. in the kennel. Yeah, see, kennel will promote up to a tech assistant or a CSR or something like that. But CSRs tend to promote out, which leads me to asking you about you are a lifer in our profession. Yes, ma'am. You, you are a lifer. You're in. Like you've got veterinary medicine flowing through your veins now, right? Right. And as a vet med lifer, how do we, with such a high turnover rate at the front desk, how can we create lifers? What can we do as managers to keep you in your seats? How do we keep you happy? Right. Good pens. <laughs> Always have good pens. <laughs> right. Yes. Consistently. That's yes. great. Having adequate staffing enough to where I had Taco Bell, I can go to the restroom and it's not a big deal. You know, the sorry, that's disgusting. Um <laughs> it's but vet med. <laughs> it's vet med. We all know it, you know. Yep. Having adequate staffing, being able to step away, take a breath, and come back. Having our backs, especially a work-life balance. You know, don't have one person that has to close all the time. That was a problem at my last job. Sure, I was, I got, right. I, it got, it was me because I didn't have children, and therefore, I guess I just didn't deserve to mm-hmm. have a life outside of work. So, right, right. just that sort of thing, just basic decency and good pens. Yeah. <laughs> what keeps you guys good happy, pens. right? Just pens. Good right. pens. That's it. Yeah, That's pens, it. lunch, it we're good. Yeah, <laughs> food. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's too funny. So having you on is really exciting because as we talked about before, you are literally that first line that deals with a client and, you know, it's still happening, but man, at the peak of COVID, I'm sure that you've got some stories or two people in general, including us, right? right? We had to pull it together at work, but at home, we were upset and frustrated and depressed and angry, especially if you happen to not agree with certain public health, you know, it's just whatever side you were on, you were upset. So we got taken out on, right? I mean, and everybody from the doctor to the CSR, to the tech, to the manager, to the clinic on Yelp mm-hmm. and, you know, social media. So I think what it really prompted, and I saw some of this kind of come from the consultants and the manager side was like this really amazing kind of urgent reaction from our, our groups to be like, okay, let's get some de-escalation stuff in front of our teams. And people were just pumping it out. Andrew was pumping it out. Mm-hmm. Dash Halla was pumping it out. You know, all these people were. So you live and breathe this every day, right? So, you know, ring, ring, you pick up the phone, you know, Mississippi Animal Hospital, and I go, who's this? And you go, this is Caitlin, how can I help you? And I go, 
I need to speak to Dr. Smith. I just got my dog back from the spay and his wound looks horrible. I'm going to sue you guys. I can't believe you get the point, right? Right. So (laughs) walk us through like what you deal with or what you handle. What are some of your really great kind of go-to client de-escalation tips and techniques? Sure. So like you said, they usually do start out with who is this? I believe that they want to go straight to the top. Well, you don't get to do that. You got to go through me. (laughs) And if you're not nice to me, I'm not passing your message along. Right, right. Like, I'm going to just lose your message. No, I'm not. I would never really do that. But, you know, the first thing I say is, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. You know what? Tell me what happened. Usually they will because you want to talk about it when you're mad about something. And then at that point, I will say, well, hold on. Let me see what, what I can do. And I'll place them on hold. And then I'll be like, Hey, doc, there's a bitch online one that's mad about this. And I'm like, well, it's, all about it's like, I know, I know. Like, let's so and so talk to him. And then usually a technician will talk to you. I feel like part of that is just listening to oh, what they said. Like so you said, funny. when it they is. rant at you, right? They is do. giving them the ear to listen to them. Yeah. And that means a lot to some people. And some people are a lot of people I've noticed once they get the initial yelling out of their system. Because I'm I'm kind of quiet and I'll just kind of be like, okay, like, yeah, you know, just sort of noncommittal things. And almost always, there are a few that they're legitimately upset about something they, they need, like this issue needs to be addressed. But a lot of times they'll say, I'm sorry, I'm just upset because whatever. And that can kind of just giving them that, or in our area anyway, just giving them that chance mm-hmm. to say what they need to say yeah, just mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. Right. helps venting. Yes. That's the word yeah. I could think of. Yeah. That's yeah. A good point. And I guess recognizing that too, that that's just what it is. It's so easy right. to get scared or take it personal, but to be honest, and I'm sure Andrea kind of agrees because she and I know each other pretty well. Like we're pretty emotional, passionate people. Yeah. And I will do the same thing in my car, right? I'll go son of a how the, uh, uh, right. and when I get that out, which it's never okay to do that to another person. But if I no. happen to do that, I don't hate you, Caitlin. I've just got to get this out because then right. I know that if I do that, you can help me. Right. Like it's right. And there's a level of course that's beyond, but like, oh, if course, I just, I can't, you have to think like this person has fluffy and the incision is red and they're super scared and blah, 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 blah. blah right. They're not yeah. obviously emotionally intelligent, but right. you're absolutely right. Where like some people just need to get that out they because you're right. If they bust. don't, it's bottled up exactly. And then they can't, they can't be helped because they just have to, to let it out. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Right. Oh, thank you. I have this little exercise that I share with people all the time and it's Q-tips. Quit taking it personally. Yes. Right? Like, I know clients <laughs> I are pissed. That. I know I they're screaming. That. That's my favorite but thing. you have to quit taking it personally because they're, I mean, a doctor can yell at you because, you know, the surgical instrument isn't sharp or, or sure. they dropped a pedicle or the, bleh, I don't know, whatever they yell right. at you for, right? It's like, clearly I had nothing to do with that. Like, right. I don't even work in that department. I wasn't even there that day. Like, clearly it was not you, but they're yelling at the situation. And I just have to tell them, like, don't take that personal. Right. Don't take that personal. When you're like, David, like you said, when you're in your car and you're, you know, hitting the steering wheel and screaming, the person sitting in the passenger seat's like, whoa, David's pissed. Right. But it's not at you. Not it's at just you. At the situation. Yep. At, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that took me a long time because I used to, when I was a little baby CSR, it would hurt my feelings so bad, especially when there's a financial restraint. So they can't afford treatment. I don't have the authority to say, okay, well, you don't have to pay for it. it Exactly. exactly. There's a reason they don't let me set the prices, you know, because I'm a bleeding heart. But um, 
they would get so mad and tell us that, you know, you don't care about like you, but when they say you, I've just, I've learned over the years, they're talking about you, the clinic, not uh, you, the collective me. you, right. Mm-hmm. Collective yeah. you, exactly. Like totally. you don't yeah. care about medicine, my medicine. All you care about is money. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. used to yeah. really hurt my feelings because I would be like, oh. I've given people money before. Like <laughs> I've bought people oh, medicine before. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I bottle raise rats. Like, don't tell me I don't care. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Right. It just, it takes time. And unfortunately it just happening. Right. Yeah. Right. So let's totally. talk about how COVID clients really, not only were they like, beat up from COVID, but they kicked us in the teeth while we were down. They did. Like bad, right? Oh, they sure did. And so when they're coming at you like Gordon Ramsay style, right? <laughs> and I know you love him because of our, our last chat yes. that we had, right? When they're coming at you Gordon Ramsay style, how do you like emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually handle it when clients are aggressive and mean and harsh and going Gordon Ramsay on you? How do you do it? Honestly, at this point in my life, I just kind of dissociate. <laughs> you are the personality that comes in. Yep, then. yep, right. Honesty is that's a, the desk bench, not Caitlin. <laughs> yep, there you can just. Caitlin's watching The Witcher, yes, but I'm yes. here telling you, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. <laughs> Acknowledging that, yes, I understand this is this is upsetting. I know this is a pain. It's not. It's not my policy. A lot of people, when we were curbside, people hated that. Especially here, and I'm sure there too, there were a lot of people, I'm not wearing no mask, and this is all government. Yeah. This is right. Obama's, yes. mm-hmm. uh, whose fault was it? Was it Obama who, who made COVID? Yeah. Everybody's, so, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it was just like, this is a policy. Yeah. I've learned to kind of be a broken record and say, this is mm-hmm. the clinic's policy. This is what we're doing for everybody's safety. And yeah. then they yell some more. Right. This is the clinic's policy. This is what we're doing for everybody's safety. <laughs> right. right. Right, you know, right. I can I can yeah. leave a message for Dr. Smith to call you, mm-hmm, but this is mm-hmm. the, this is his policy. Yeah. 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 And how do you find right. clients receive it after the you know mm-hmm. broken record, second, third, fourth time you have to tell yeah. them? Eventually they either one of two things would happen. They would either say, Okay, whatever, or they would get madder and hang up mm-hmm. on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. but it's completely and totally out of my hands. There's nothing I yeah. could do about it. True. Yeah. Yep. They have to choose how they want to react, right? Right. Yeah, right. very true. So it's a good conversation we're having. And I think that, you know, the the term firing clients reared its head for sure during COVID. And there was, you know, posts about this everywhere. And, and you know, you've got social media stuff. And there's a lot of managers that do social media. And they talk about, you know, we got to fire clients. And, you know, I'm kind of curious as to your perspective. So I'll, I'll give you mine, which as a manager, mm-hmm. we uh, often coach the teams. And sometimes it's a process too, where, you know, one of you guys, CSRs might come and say, we've got to fire this client. And we have to do the same things you guys do with clients. We say, okay, you're looking at this emotionally. Let's talk through what did they say? How did they react? And sometimes a lot of times you'll say, oh, gotcha. Yes. They, they were really upset and I worked or whatever. And it deescalates. And then there are the ones that, you know, can be quote unquote fired for just not aligning with the clinic's medical recommendations, accusing the doctor of whatever it is. And they're just not the right fit. And then there's the ones that are crossing a line, right? And that's kind of what I'm curious as to what your thoughts, when is it the right time to fire a client? As soon as they make me mad. I'm just kidding. (laughs) We just use you as a barometer. Yeah, I'll I'll make a flow chart. We'll distribute it. It'll be fine. Everyone must come through me. This is just, yeah. Right. You're going to love that. Right. Your pens are going to be out of ink. Oh, no. 
Well, I mean, it's your job to make sure I have pens, so. Yeah, oh, that's on me. Burn, burn on you, Andrea. Great, did I get? <laughs> no, I mean, like you said, there comes a time where it's if it gets physical. If you put your hands on me, if you throw something, you can, mm-hmm. you can leave. I don't have a problem telling somebody, no, no, this is not okay. Any kind of sexual harassment, that's not mm-hmm. okay. I mean, it, that's when it would escalate to that point of, no, you just need to go. But people that are just constantly mean and ugly and, I mean, there does come a point where it's the morale of the staff when that person comes in is so low. Is the money you're making off of this client, yes. is that worth it? Right. And I, I see a, a lot of practices point. that are client-centric. Yeah. 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 And I think, okay, you're so client-centric that you're going to let it get to somebody, whoever that mm-hmm. may be, and lose the employee. Right. We can't replace them. Right now, we can replace clients. Right. And we can't replace employees. And I think about that all the time, too. Like David said, the ROI, they're like, wait a minute. Maybe right. we need to dial this back a little bit and not necessarily be as client centric and be more employee centric mm-hmm. and protect our employees a little bit better. Not to say we're going around, you know, firing clients, but there is something to oh, say sure. like, yeah, I need you to take it a step back and, and not treat our teams this way. Right. Yeah. Go in a little bit more professional. Let's have some please and thank yous. And I've, I've definitely had to outline expectations to clients before of how I want their behavior to be. And you expect us to answer the phone when we call, when you call, and you expect right. us to see your patients and provide medical care and call you back with lab test results and those types of things. And we are willing to do that. And in exchange for that, I expect you to be professional with my team when you call. Right. Yeah. I'll even, at this point, I'm just, my, my golden rule is just don't be a dick. Just yeah. be, Isn't that be a nice that human. Isn't that rule now? Exactly. Right. Just don't, just don't We've be. lowered it so much. The standard is so low. But I, I really am lucky where I am because most of our clients are wonderful little, little old people who've been coming to the clinic for years and years and you know them and you know their families and you know their pets. And, but every now and then you'll have one that's just, they come in and everybody, you know, you see the name pop up on the call ID and we're like, no, not it, not it. Not Everybody's it. Rochambeau for it, right? Right. <laughs> the cases normally are, mm-hmm. are, for the most part, our clients are very good, right? right? The ones that we see all the time, the ones that we love. Oh, and yeah. then every once in a while, the one that is a dick. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that person ruins it for so long. They do. Right. Or he just sets the tone for all the rest of that clients in, right? We have one lady, we would see her on the schedule and everybody would be like, oh, damn it. Like, dang it. She's going to check it. And it would just, like you said, set the tone for the whole day. This yeah. one lady, you know, you couldn't please her no matter what. We'd check her in. The tech would see the chart and be like, damn it. <laughs> the doctor would see the chart and be like, damn it. And she was always the first appointment. So it it does. It sets a, yeah. a mood That's what for you the day. They come in at 4.30. That's the only appointment yes. we ever have available ever in the practice ever. There's no appointments except for 4.30. <laughs> right, right. Well, we, we close at 5, so come at 5.15. <laughs> <We don't> <laughs> There's a reason I'm not management. So. <laughs> yeah, going back to why you don't price that either. Right? <laughs> so talk to me about some common mistakes that veterinary practice managers make with the front desk and CSRs teams. What do we do as managers that we royally screw up and should stop doing right away? Well. I think there's a lot of pressure on us as CSRs to 
make the appointment, schedule the appointment, talk to the people. We have a lot to do at one time. So more realistic guidelines maybe teach us. You know, people call and they ask us questions. It's not realistic for me to say, well, let me get you a technician every time. Some kind of continuing education would be fantastic so that we kind of know what we're talking about. I hear you. And I will tell you that. And David attended a couple of symposiums, but there's some bleeding heart managers in this world. And so a couple of times a year, pre-COVID, we had done six of them pre-COVID. But I felt like our little redheaded stepchildren, CSRs, Mm -hmm. were not getting any client education at all whatsoever. No. And so to respond to that, what I did was uh, host these symposiums where we did six hours of continued education for Mm -hmm. CSRs. And it was geared towards telephone training, client service training, de-escalating difficult clients, how to give the Disney experience, all these great lectures. And they were all given by CVPMs, right? All the call, my colleagues. And the CSRs ate it up. I mean, they loved it. We'd get a hundred of them twice a year and they were just like, give me more, give me more because I feel like they're the ones that don't have that training. They don't have to go to continue. There's nothing geared towards them. Sure. And I think that sometimes stuff that's so obvious to say a technician or someone like I've been in BetMed for 13 years, I, I do probably know a little more than other CSRs. Right. But not everybody knows. And especially right. when you're a first time CSR, you're learning how to do the computer. You're learning the different doctors. You're learning if you do farm calls, how do you schedule that? I mean, there's right. so right, right, right. much. Yeah. I gave yeah. a talk a long time ago. I don't know, five or six years ago, but it was so as my background is emergency technician from Mm -hmm. a long time ago when I was giving tech talks, I got asked to give some talks on a support staff track. And I gave one about basically three emergencies and what the heck does the estimate mean? Mm -hmm. And so we did GDV, gastric dilatation, volvulus, block cat, and I think one other one. And I just like screenshot, you know, a big fancy, crazy estimate. And we went through it. And I said, you know, what do fluids do? What is the ECG right. for? Why do we do blood work? And totally talked at it from your sure. angle, not down to, but just said, oh, you know, no, we do an yeah. ECG because this thing causes funky heart rhythms, you know. And I'm telling you, they were on the edge of their seat drooling. Yeah, they just eat it up. Oh, yeah. I love and they that. Were like, oh, my gosh. Because, you know, all of them, especially the practices they're at, sometimes the tech was going in, but everybody's often cross-trained, right? And so sure. these guys were often doing some tech stuff and they could go in and, you know, rather than just say, here, sign this. And then of course right. the client says, what's this for? And they say, I'm going to get the doctor. They could actually talk. Yeah, through confidently, so confidently. It was really right. fun because yeah. it was that intersection of medicine training for you guys, for the CSR teams. It was really fun. Absolutely. And, you know, just little things with teamwork, you know, if my technician's busy and asks me, can you call so-and-so and and tell them this is the estimate for this procedure? Me knowing, okay, this is the estimate. This is all that's included. Like you said, they say, why do they need blood work? Why is that so much money? Do we have to send the tumor off? You know, all these things, it saves everybody some time and it gives us continuity as a clinic that we're all kind of on the same page. Yeah. Setting a medical standard and then you guys enforcing it. Yeah. So on the Positive Leadership Podcast, we always like to give our listeners something actionable, something tangible that they can put into place basically tomorrow. So we record these on Fridays, we release them on Wednesdays. So 8 a.m. Thursday morning, what are one or two really good action items that managers, because that's our, you know, most of our listenership can start tomorrow to support our CSR teams better? Um, Really nice pens. We love a good pen. 
extra payment <laughs> terminal. I love that. I love that. <laughs> An extra payment terminal. It, I, I don't feel like you can have enough extra payment terminals. Yes. In right. our clinic, we've got two receptionists at the desk and there's usually you know, three people at the desk. So somebody comes behind us and says, Hey, you know, can I, can I help you real quick? And it's like, there's one terminal and we're all kind of trying to, you know, wait our turn. And I don't like to share. So. Did you say you have one terminal between the three of you? Well, there's two of us. Oh, yeah, but you said that. Yeah, never mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like sometimes there's a third person kind of walks by and says, "Oh, hey, yeah. you know, y'all are kind of busy. Can I help you?" So I think an extra terminal would be great, giving us a, you know, if someone has to leave, maybe have somebody cover <laughs> up front. One yeah. person up front Cross is brain. is too much. Some days it really yeah. is too much. Those are my my big ones, and then sticking up for us and making sure we're adequately staffed as possible and and paying us what we're worth. Yeah, I love that. I feel like they're all so simple. Like we're not asking to move the moon here, right? Right. Get the girl a fancy pen. Just give me a pen. <laughs> <laughs> love it. That's just enough to make you happy. Get her a freaking pen. Give her a pen. Yeah. Somebody and put her name on it. So nobody takes it. Yeah, right. exactly. Have it have it like engraved. <laughs> yes. The yes. alarm. If somebody leaves the building, it goes off, ink explodes in their pocket. It's like one of those grocery shopping carts that when you go past it, it like locks up. <laughs> right. Oh my God. You know, can, you could walk outside the clinic and can just squirt ink all over you like right. those tags. Yep. <laughs> oh, what are those boxes, those de- decoy boxes, like the Amazon boxes where they go, people steal them and then they go to open them and they shoot confetti at you and stuff. And there's like a little camera. And it's, oh, nice. It's hard, those, exactly. those are great. Right. Can you give our listeners a piece of advice either to a younger baby CSR, like you said, or could you have taken something in when you were a younger CSR? What would that be? Absolutely. Be open to learning. Be open to other people and just step back and not everybody's going to like you, just like you're not going to like everybody else. And that's okay. And I have to tell myself that every day still. Don't let me, don't let me, don't think I'm sagely because I'm not. But, uh, you know, not everybody's going to like you just like you don't like everybody. And that's okay. But you still have to be nice. At least don't be a dick. That's right. We've <laughs> lowered least, our standards. We've lowered our hard. standards. They're so low. Just be nice to people. Understand where they're coming from. If someone's being a butthole because they just, lost their dog of 18 years well you, you might would be a butthole too you know there's two sides and there's a lot of gray very few things in this world are black or white there's a lot of gray yes, area i agree with that yeah yeah so this is where we change gears into something that i think you're going to enjoy Ooh. okay so i'm going to set the stage and okay. i'm going to give it over to you and you're going to wow us all and make us all hysterically laugh oh no so big big shoes here to fill are you ready Uh-oh. Yeah. There are times when we either deal with a practice owner or a client or maybe even a coworker. And in the instance, you think to myself, no freaking way this just happened. Like eyes pop out like bugs, right? Head goes, hand goes to the forehead. Like, wow, you can't make this shit up if you tried. Tell me about your story. Okay. I'm sitting at my desk. It's a beautiful day. The sun's coming through the windows. A family walks in, a mom and four children, all like little steps. They're all different ages. She comes in. She has a new puppy. 
hi, what can I do for you? It's like, well, I got this new puppy and I want to get it shots. Well, that's great. Congratulations. What's her name? Her name is Bella. Oh, of course her name is Bella. So I check Bella in. The technician comes back. Uh, Bella's a boy. I said, are you sure? Like, no, but Bella's a boy. Bella's definitely a boy. So why did they think Bella was a, mm. what, what? Because the dog had nipples. <gasps> and oh, I should, oh, I should oh, add man. that this person who came in with the four children was also pregnant. So uh, <laughs> I wanted to uh, say, uh, ma'am, <laughs> does right. your husband have nipples? Have nipples. <laughs> That's good. I can't believe it. I thought they were joking. She's got nipples, like duh. Oh my god! (laughs) And I was like, "You're you're kidding." There's no, no, there's no way. Nobody thinks that, but they did. They did. I was like, "It's got a penis." This is how we're gonna start sexing patients (laughs) now, right? Right. We got nipples. We're good. What did you think this was? Come on. (laughs) That's great. Simple, awesome, hilarious. Love it. Thank you. Hey, Andrea here. Have you seen our social media pages? Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also find us on our website, www.positiveleaders.com. And if you like what you see there, be sure to give Rhonda and Linda a shout out over at Dog Days Consulting. They do all of our social media management. They even built our website. Those ladies can work some creative magic for your business and your brand. Check them out on Facebook at Dog Days Consulting or visit their website at www.dogdaysconsulting.com. So at this point in the show, we're going to go into the rapid fire. Tell me about your most epic failure that has left a lasting impact. My first vet interview was super, super cringy because the doctor asked how do you know when a dog is mad and I imitated a growl and it was really terrible and cringy. Tell me about your proudest moment. When someone came in complaining about the bill and then they left with $500, including a big bag of dog food. Why veterinary medicine? What do you just love about our profession? Kittens. Self-care. How do you practice it? How do you decompress? A lot of dissociation, impulse buying, naps. How do you balance work and life? And do you experience work guilt in that balance? You're supposed to balance work and life? What keeps you up at night? Things that stress you out or cause you anxiety in your job? Checking in surgeries the night before a surgery. What gets you up and out of bed in the morning? What excites you to start your day? Mostly my bladder and my dog's bladder. Awesome. Oh, Caitlin, this has been so Thank much you. fun. Thank you. So much, Caitlin. <laughs> Great. Awesome. No, so fun. So we need to Thank make you. sure we plug your socials. So you're on TikTok at the Desk Wench. TikTok is just at Desk Wench. Um, okay, great. Yeah. What are your socials? No, no, the in that one. Instagram and Facebook is the Desk Wench, but TikTok is just Desk Wench. Perfect. And you've got two podcasts now. So technically, I have three. Um, I have the Desk Wench Confessions, which is geared more towards veterinary professionals. A lot of crazy Karen stories. What's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you? That sort of thing. Mean people, kind of shaming mean people. <laughs> And then I have Bees and Queens, which was supposed to be Bitches and Queens, but they wouldn't let us put bitches. And it's more towards pet parents. So I'm a little more professional on that one. And then my husband and I have Obsessed with the Palmers, which is about obsessions, cryptids, just that sort of thing. 
We've done Ooh. an episode on cats. We did an episode on Squishmallows. He did <laughs> the Wendigo and the Kelpie, and I just did the Beast of awesome. Bray Road. So it's really oh, fun. Yeah, cool. It's Sounds really like it. fun. Very cool. There's some work-life uh, well, balance there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, well, thank you so much. Thank for you. Coming so much, on. Guys. Great thank to you have so you on. Great I hope it wasn't too weekend. cringy. You too. Nope. Great stuff. <laughs> Loved every thank second of it. Thanks, Caitlin. Appreciate you. Bye. For all the positive leaders listening out there, we hope you learned something to take back to your practice to put into use tomorrow. We want to hear from you, good, bad, and everything in between. So email us at positiveleaders at gmail.com. That's positive with a P-A-W. Want to hear about a specific topic on the podcast? Email us. Want to have your You Can't Make This Shit Up story featured? Email us. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to the Positive Leadership Podcast. And be sure to rate us. Check out our website at www.positiveleaders.com. That's positive with a P-A-W. And as always, catch us on all the socials. This is Andrea. And David. Signing off until next time. Stay happy and sane. The Positive Leadership Podcast is solely for informational purposes. The information, statements, comments, views, and opinions provided in this podcast are general in nature, and such information, statements, comments, views, and opinions, and the receipt of this podcast by any listener are not intended to be and should not be construed as the provision of any business advice. The information, statements, comments, views, and opinions expressed or provided in this podcast, including by speakers and guests, are those of Andrea Crabtree, David Liss, and their guests only, may not be current, and do not represent the statements, comments, views, and opinions of any other person or business entity. Andrea Crabtree, David Liss, and or the Positive Leadership Podcast do not make any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of any of the information, statements, comments, views, or opinions contained in this podcast, and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage of any kind whatsoever, is expressly disclaimed.